Welcome to episode 314 of the Intermittent Fasting Podcast. If you want to burn fat, gain energy, and enhance your health by changing when you eat, not what you eat, with no calorie counting, then this show is for you. I'm Melanie Avalon, biohacker and author of What Win Wine. Lose weight and feel great with paleo-style meals, intermittent fasting, and wine. And I'm here with my co-host, Cynthia Thurlow, nurse practitioner and author of Intermittent Fasting Transformation, the 45-day program for women to lose stubborn weight, improve hormonal health, and slow aging. For more on us, check out ifpodcast.com, melanieavalon.com, and cynthiathurlow.com. Please remember, the thoughts and opinions on this show do not constitute medical advice or treatment, and no doctor-patient relationship is formed. So, pour yourself a mug of black coffee, a cup of tea, or even a glass of wine, if it's that time, and get ready for the Intermittent Fasting Podcast. Hi, friends. I'm about to tell you how to get three pounds of organic chicken thighs, two pounds of grass-fed, grass-finished ground beef, or one pound of premium grass-fed, grass-finished steak tips, all for free, plus $20 off. That's right. We're talking pounds of meat for free, plus $20 off. Friends, I love meat and seafood. My favorite way to get it is ButcherBox. It has been for years, and it's one of those things where I just sort of become more and more obsessed the more I use it. Especially with all the greenwashing that's going on today with meat and seafood, there's a lack of transparency, it can be hard to know what you're actually getting, and it can be expensive. ButcherBox addresses all of that. By directly partnering with farmers and fishermen, ButcherBox cuts out the middleman of the grocery store and directly delivers delicious meat and seafood straight to your door, and they have the highest standards. Their salmon, for example, is wild-caught. Their beef is 100% grass-fed and 100% grass-finished. Their chicken is free-range and organic, and it all tastes delicious. I love their chicken, love their meat, love their seafood. They have amazing scallops as well. And you can really find the collection of food that you want that works for you and your family. They have curated boxes, so you can get exactly what you want as fresh as possible because yes, meat and seafood that is immediately frozen is fresher than meat that is waiting out and never frozen. That's because it's frozen at its peak of freshness. It's funny because people kind of think it would be the opposite. Like, oh, I need never frozen meat and seafood. No, 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 no. You want frozen. You want meat and seafood that was immediately frozen and then shipped to you, which is what ButcherBox does. I eat a lot of steak at restaurants. ButcherBox's fillets are divine, way better than anything I would get at a restaurant. Their other cuts are amazing as well. With their seafood, I know I can trust them that I'm actually getting what they say because yes, there is a lot of scams in the seafood industry and their chicken also tastes amazing. It's free range and organic and tastes delicious. With ButcherBox, you don't have to worry about what's for dinner and ButcherBox has an incredible offer for our audience. You can have your choice of a weeknight meal essential for free in every order for a whole year. Just go to butcherbox.com slash ifpodcast and use ifpodcast to choose either three pounds of organic chicken thighs, two pounds of grass-fed, grass-finished ground beef, or one pound of grass-fed, grass-finished premium steak tips plus $20 off. Sign up today at butcherbox.com slash ifpodcast and use code ifpodcast to choose your free offer and get that $20 off. Butcherbox.com slash ifpodcast with code ifpodcast. And we'll put all this information in the show notes. 
One more thing before we jump in. Did you know that common ingredients found in skincare and makeup products can actually disrupt your endocrine system? These endocrine disruptors are a silent threat that can have significant impact on your health, including something that is very important to me, fertility. Your skin is your body's largest organ and what you put on it matters. Endocrine disruptors are chemicals that interfere with the natural hormonal communication in the body. It also matters during pregnancy. And that's one of the reasons I pay close attention to what I put on my skin while being pregnant. Studies have shown that exposure to endocrine disruptors can affect both male and female fertility. For women, these disruptors can lead to irregular menstrual cycles, ovulation issues, and even polycystic ovarian syndrome or PCOS. In men, they can reduce sperm quality and quantity, making it even more challenging to conceive. But it's not just about fertility. When it comes to fat loss, one of the reasons that endocrine disruptors can get in the way of fat loss is because a lot of our toxins are actually stored in our fat. It's a way that our bodies protect us from those toxins. These toxic compounds can even work synergistically, amplifying their harmful effects and making it that much harder to shed unwanted body fat. All of these reasons are why I am obsessed with a company called Beauty Counter. The founder actually started the company when she learned about the potential dangers of toxic chemicals and their link to health issues, specifically miscarriages and infertility. While pregnant, I make sure to only use Beauty Counter products. It's one of the only makeup lines that is officially recommended from the Environmental Working Group. What really sets Beauty Counter apart is their unwavering commitment to protecting us, the consumers, from the hidden dangers that lurk in conventional beauty products. Beauty Counter goes above and beyond, rigorously screening every single ingredient that goes into their products, ensuring that they are safe, clean, and free from harmful toxins. They're not just a beauty brand, they're a movement for change, advocating for stronger regulations in the beauty industry. With Beauty Counter, I know that I can trust that the skincare and makeup that I use are not only effective, but also safe for me and my family. They have skincare lines for every skin type, as well as so many other incredible products. I absolutely love their overnight resurfacing peel. It's my favorite way to get anti-aging benefits in a skincare product. The makeup is absolutely amazing. I have tried alternative beauty products in the past and none of them truly performed. But with Beauty Counter, the foundation is so amazing. It makes me feel like my skin can breathe and it looks so dewy and beautiful. You can shop with me at beautycounter.com slash Vanessa Spina. New customers can use the code CLEANFORALL20 for 20% off their first order. Beautycounter.com slash Vanessa Spina. All right, friends, now back to the show. Hi, everybody, and welcome. This is episode number 314 of the Intermittent Fasting Podcast. I'm Melanie Avalon, and I'm here with Cynthia Thurlow. Hey, Melanie, how are you? I'm good. So... For listeners who did not listen last week or have not been getting the updates, haven't been in the Facebook group, this is Cynthia's last episode on the show. And we talked about this at length at the end of the last episode, but for listeners who are you know, just listening to this episode, I know we talked about it recently, but would you like to talk a little bit about what's happening in your life and 
your experience with the show and where you're going from here? Absolutely. So in episode 313, I announced that I was going to be stepping away from podcasting duties for Intermittent Fasting Podcast. And I thanked the community, the IF podcast team behind the scenes and Melanie and Jen for really creating a wonderfully enriching and warm and welcoming hello when I started 10 months ago. My business is going in a different direction, and so I hired a CIO, so Chief Information Officer, and we've gotten laser-focused on the next steps in my business. And so I just felt in a lot of different ways that my attention needed to be focused on those two or three things in my business and that everything else I needed to kind of reprioritize. So like I shared last week, Melanie and I are leaving on good terms. This is not a breakup. This is a pause We will continue to be supportive of one another's platforms, agendas, podcasts. You know, I say podcasts with plurals because we both have one of our own outside the context of IF podcast. And so really taking the opportunity to say thank you again. And then super excited to know who's going to be stepping into the podcasting co-hosting duties as this is someone that I'm quite fond of and I think will do a wonderful job. But I'll let Melanie share with you who that is. Yeah. So, well, first of all, so just to respond a little bit to that, when I said this last week, I don't want to be redundant, but it's just been such an incredible adventure having Cynthia co-hosting this show. It was really exciting to see how the show really changed, like the dynamics of it, as far as the content that we got to talk about. And you just have such incredible expertise you know, medical expertise when it comes to fasting and specifically women and hormones and all of the things. And I know that it's just been such a valuable resource for people. So I can't thank you enough for your time, for what you brought to the show, for our friendship. It's just been really, really wonderful. Like you were saying, like how it's like not a breakup. It kind of feels more like in school, you know, there's different grades and different, you know, classes and different things in life, but those end just by necessity of that was the thing that you were learning and experiencing at that time. And so this has been like a really incredible chapter of the show that I am so, so grateful for. And I know that Cynthia and I will be talking a lot in the future and hopefully seeing each other in person, which will be very exciting. Yeah. That would be fun. It'll be really, that'd be really exciting. I still haven't even seen Jen actually, which is crazy. (laughs) I've met Jen multiple times. Jen is great. Yeah. Maybe someday we'll all be at something together. But I also want to say that I really, really support when you first told me about this, I completely understand and understood. And I am all about, like, there's so much opportunity and potential and things to do in life. And I think in order to really have the best experience of your life and do everything that you want to do, you have to be very you know, you have to make those hard decisions about what to focus on and where the energy needs to be invested because we, I wish we had unlimited time and energy, but we don't. So I'm all about putting your time and energy, you know, where it needs to be for you at your life, you know, at this moment. Um, So just want to say I'm completely supportive of everything that you're doing and we'll have to bring you back for a reunion episode. Yeah, that would be fun. And, you know, for listeners, I know sometimes change seems scary. And I I remind everyone that change is a part of life. And, you know, it's like the ebb and flow of our lives. And so it's, it's wonderful to have had the opportunity to be connected to the podcast. And now I can be laser focused in my business and kind of move things forward. As I shared, I've got a junior and uh, or essentially a rising senior and a rising sophomore. And, 
you know, they're only home for a couple more years. So all my free time is, is really deliberate at this point. And, you know, eventually I'll be an empty nester, which is kind of, kind of scary to imagine. I'm sure the doodles will be happy. My husband will probably be happy, but it'll be a big adjustment. So thank you for, for everything and, and for the community that, that I've been a part of. That will be one thing that will be weird. I feel like I know so much about your, you know, daily life and kids and everything, but now I'll have to keep up. I mean, we'll still be talking, but we won't be talking quite as regularly. So I wish you all the best with the kids and the family and all the things. Likewise. Likewise. We'll get to see, you know, you get a little bird's eye view into your friends' lives on social media, but yeah, we'll have to carve out time to to catch up on occasion. Definitely. 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 And especially if you have you know, a future book or something. That would be really exciting. That is the goal. (laughs) That is the goal for sure. Yeah. So the announcement about the new co-host who I am so excited. So, so what it's going to look like going forward. (laughs) So this will be the last episode with Cynthia next week. I'm actually as a kind of like, what's the word? An intermission. (laughs) I'm going to air a conversation that I had with Steve Hendricks, who wrote a book called The Oldest Cure in the World, Adventures in the Art and Science of Fasting. That book, I've talked about it on this show before, was mind-blowing. <laughs> like, I thought I knew a lot about fasting. You just learn so much. Like, how fasting has appeared throughout the ages, throughout religions, throughout culture, and it's not what you think. <laughs> Like it's, um, you'll just have to listen to the, A, read the book and or listen to the episode to find out. But there's a lot of misconceptions we have about fasting as far as like how it manifested in religions, how it was used, like Hippocrates and the Greeks and fasting. And then, and then a lot of drama, like a lot of really crazy controversial stuff with fasting. It's crazy. Oh, this is something, Cynthia, that really stuck with me from that book. It's so interesting to think for the longest time, we didn't realize what was fueling us during a fast. So like it didn't occur, I should find like the actual date, but like now it's just so obvious to us, oh, you're burning your fat. Like that's why you lose weight. But for a long time, and this again, this is like relatively recently, there were like all these theories about how people fasted, like where their energy was coming from. Like people thought that it was like, like a spirit or a vibe, or there was this one moment, I should probably give more details, but basically they thought that the energy came from like another person. Oh, one group thought that it was from, because women's menstruation would go away if they like severely fasted. So they thought it was like, that was like what they were feeling on while fasting. It's just really interesting to think that like to us, it seems so obvious. Yeah, you're losing fat. That's what it is. But that this was like not a known fact for quite a while. It's kind of mind blowing to think about. I'll have to check that book out. Oh, it's so interesting. And he talks about the role of, this was really controversial on my Instagram, but he talks about how fasting was used as a control mechanism for women with some religions that is just, I mean, it's just crazy stuff. So in any case, sorry, I'm on the tangent. I'm going to air that episode with Steve because I think everybody will find it so interesting. So that'll be the intermission. And then the new co-host is Vanessa Spina. And a lot of listeners are probably familiar with her. So she's the best-selling author of a book called Keto Essentials, but she runs the Optimal Protein Podcast. Her brand is Ketogenic Girl. 
her show, I think, used to be called, did her show used to be called Ketogenic Girl Podcast? Yep. Yeah. When did she rebrand? Maybe in the last two years. Yeah. It wasn't that long ago, right? So she's one, she's just a beautiful spirit. I love her. So I've been friends with her. I, I was on her show hmm, probably a year and a half ago or two years ago or so. And that's when I first met her and she's just incredible. So she's very smart, very intelligent, very much into the role of protein like Cynthia and I are. So there'll be that theme continuing, which is a good thing. She's very into the things that Cynthia and I would always talk about. Like she's also like a Peter Atia fan girl, so that can continue. But she's just very smart. And so her degree, well, she's a sport nutrition specialist. She completed a two-year biomedical science program at the University of Toronto because she has a love of biochemistry and physiology. And I just think she's going to bring, she's going to bring a lot to the show. It's definitely going to be a different perspective. So, you know, she's not a doctor or anything like that. What I think one thing will be really nice is she's the first co-host that has, well, again, so she has a son. She has a young son. So this will be the first time having a co-host with a young child. So I'm just really, really excited. You guys are going to love Vanessa. So get really, oh, she also created, and you'll hear all of this when I actually have her on in her own story, but she created the tone device, which measures breath acetone. So it's a ketone breath analyzer. Like she made that. Like how how cool. She also recently launched a red light therapy line as well. So again, fits in the family here and being an entrepreneur, creating her own products in the sphere. And I can't wait for you guys to meet her. And we are going to do a special incentive. And this is similar to what we did with Cynthia. So you guys responded really well to this. And I'm really excited to do it again, which is reviews of the show help so much, so much more than most people realize. So we really want to make it welcoming for Vanessa. So we are going to give away a prize. So you guys know that I love Beauty Counter. Cynthia loves Beauty Counter as well, which is non-toxic skincare and makeup that is free of endocrine disruptors and will revolutionize your skin. And friends, endocrine disruptors are so, so huge. I'm actually going to talk more about my theories surrounding them and a question that we have in today's show. So I'm going to give away a Beauty Counter prize worth over $500. If you would like to get that to enter... If you haven't written a review of the show yet, go to Apple Podcasts. If you have already written a show, go to Apple Podcasts and update your review. And in the review, include your thoughts on Vanessa joining the show, what you're excited to learn about from Vanessa, what you're looking forward to, and then send us a screenshot of that to questions at ifpodcast.com, and we will enter you into the giveaway to win over $500 worth of beauty counter products. And if you're a man listening and you're like, I don't need beauty counter, well, A, if you're a man and you win, I will tailor it to make sure I include products for you. And then also it will be great gifts that you can give to the women in your life because got to make the women in your life happy. I think that's all about that. Any any other thoughts? No, I, I'm a huge fan of Vanessa's. We have bonded over a shared love of Prague. And so I know that she will bring another kind of side to the IF podcast. I think listeners will really, really like her. Oh, I'm glad you mentioned that. Yes. So <laughs> Vanessa lives in Prague. <laughs> 
she's not even in the U.S. It's been really funny talking to her. So because we text the time shift. <laughs> so basically, like I hit her with like all the things and then there's like a, a time gap and then we get and then there's like the response. But yeah, I can see how you guys would really bond over that because I remember you talking about how much you loved Prague. Yes. Prague is awesome. So she loves Prague. Yeah. Highly recommend. If you have not been to that part of Eastern Europe, you must go. When I've talked to her, I'm always like, I wish you would move to the U.S. because I like want to hang out with her. But I know she like adores Prague. So okie dokie. So stay tuned for that. Hi, friends. I'm about to tell you how to get my favorite electrolytes for free. Plus special announcement. Element's new chocolate medley is here. So when you think electrolytes, you might think summer and hot times and needing to stay hydrated. But did you know that hydration is actually super important in cold weather as well? There's an idea out there that cold weather reduces our hydration needs. That's not true. So in the cold, two main things can actually increase our metabolic rate. You may be working harder, tramping through the snow, and you can be wearing cumbersome winter clothing that can actually raise your energy needs by 10 to 20%. And as your metabolic rate raises, your sweat rate raises, and you need to replace those fluids with electrolytes. You also lose more water when it's cold through your breath. That's because cold temperatures contain significantly less water than hot temperatures, aka it's drier outside. When you breathe in that cold, dry air, your respiratory system actually acts like a humidifier so that your body can be warm and humid like it likes to be. Of course, that drains your hydration reserves as well. One study actually found that respiratory water loss after a full day of activity nearly doubled at freezing temperatures compared to the 70s. On top of that, when you're cold, you actually become less thirsty, possibly from blood vessel constrictions in the cold, which can trick the body into thinking the blood volume is higher than it is. In other words, it's cold out there. You probably need hydration. And electrolytes are so key for all of these cellular processes in your body, all of your energy production. It all requires electrolytes, but it can be hard to find electrolytes, which are clean, without unnecessary fillers, and which you can feel good about drinking. That's why I love Element. There's a reason I'm obsessed with it. There's a reason all you guys are as well. And like I said, I'm so excited because Element's new chocolate medley is here featuring chocolate mint, chocolate chai, and chocolate raspberry. And this is a limited time, so you definitely want to stock up on these now. Plus, you can get a free gift with purchase when you purchase that chocolate medley or other Element electrolytes. That's right. You can get a free sample pack, eight single serving packets for free with any Element order. It's a great way to try all eight flavors or share Element with a salty friend. You can get yours at drinklmnt.com slash ifpodcast. That's drinklmnt.com slash ifpodcast. By the way, those chocolates in that chocolate medley make delicious hot chocolates. And of course, as always, Element has a no questions asked refund, so you have nothing to lose. So go to drinklmnt.com slash ifpodcast to get your free electrolytes. Shall we jump into everything for today? Absolutely. So to start things off, and this is the question that I actually might relate to what I was talking about with the beauty counter. This comes from Ashley. The subject is uneven fat loss. And Ashley says, and this was back when Jen was co-hosting, it was a while ago. She says, hi, Jen and Melanie. But she says, I am four months into the IF lifestyle and have been listening from newest to oldest to the IF podcast. I just finished podcast number 108 and a listener had a question about uneven fat loss. I too have experienced this in my own journey. 
with uneven fat loss around my stomach. It shocked me that you both have said you hadn't really heard of that before, but with the podcast being older, I quickly checked in the Facebook groups to see if anyone had talked about it lately. Still nothing. This isn't really a question, but just wanted to let you know there are now two people that have experienced uneven fat loss. Thank you for sharing all of your knowledge, Ashley. And I do, yeah, it was a long time ago that we talked about this. Cynthia, I'm curious, have you had this experience with your patients or you where people seem to lose fat unevenly in areas? Yes. So Ashley, thank you for your question. I'm just trying to to think about how to answer this thoughtfully because all of us are our own individuals and we gain and lose fat depending on a lot of different variables. And so do I find it surprising that there might be uneven fat loss? Yes. I think you really have to kind of trust the process depending on where these adipocytes are. I think you mentioned uh, around your stomach. It could be that you know you you may not be at a low enough level of fat reduction to be able to see the results you're looking for. And we know that we can't spot reduce. So even if we're frustrated, like I have certain parts of my body that depending on where I'm carrying or how much fat I'm carrying, I will get pockets in certain spots. And that's just, you know, I've talked to enough friends of mine who are plastic surgeons, just asking them like, why does this happen? How does this happen? A lot of it's genetically mediated. We're kind of born with a certain amount of fat cells. And a lot of that's predetermined by genetics, but then also what we're eating in in our younger years up and through our teen years when we're starting to continue to develop. So I would say that, have I seen this? Yes. I think there are probably different things that you could try to do. I think obviously being conscientious about the nutrition piece, you know, where you kind of get discretionary macronutrients, you know, things like sweets and desserts and alcohol can definitely derail good diets, you know, healthy fats is one example. It's very easy to overeat healthy fats. They're delicious. I just ate some macadamia nuts before I started recording and I just portioned them out. But I would say if it really bothers you and you feel like, you know, the, the nutrition piece and fasting and maybe, you know, strength training is not getting the results that you want, you may be in a position where if you desire to, and certainly again, very personal decision, maybe going to talk to a plastic surgeon or a dermatologist to see what other options are available. I have colleagues using Clabella, which is an injectable medication, and some of them are using it on themselves just to spot reduce, you know, small areas. I don't know if this is a large area, all the way up to, you know, cryotherapy modalities or even liposuction. Now, again, those are extremes. And and for some people that would be a no-go, but there's a lot of things that you can do, but it's not at all unusual for people to feel like they've got some degree of asymmetry or some degree of lack of consistency in terms of where their fat distribution is. Melanie, what are your thoughts? Great answer. I'm glad you talked about the genetics piece. So so something that I think about often, did you ever read, I think it's in Gary, I think it's in Good Calories, Bad Calories, is it? There's this study they often talk about in the low-carb keto sphere where it was a weight loss there's pictures, there's like black and white pictures from like the forevers ago, like, like patient pictures of like this patient that lost weight, like only in like one part of her body. Like I think on the top of her body, she was like skinny and like emaciated on on top and like obese on the bottom. Have you seen this, these pictures? Mm -hmm. And so the reason I bring that up is because it goes to show, because the argument that was made surrounding that I think they were arguing about like 
they were talking about how it's clearly not just like calories because how can you be emaciated on one part of your body and literally obese on the other part? So there's like signaling involved here. So basically the body can specifically store or not store fat in certain areas. A lot of that can be genetics, like Cynthia mentioned, I think a huge piece of it, and so I'm not saying that, I'm not saying like our skincare makeup is causing this, but these endocrine disruptors, so these toxic chemicals that we are exposed to through our diet, our lifestyle, especially our skincare makeup, a lot of them are actually obesogens, meaning they actually modulate our fat cells and cause them to store fat. So the studies on this are fascinating. They've actually found that these compounds can make the fat cells more likely to store fat. So they make them more inflammatory. They make them actually hold on. So these toxic compounds, the body often puts them into fat cells to keep them from harming your body, which is great in the short term, not so great in the long term because it those it means those toxins while inert from your body are stored in your fat cells. And we talked about this before. So then people will lose weight and actually release those toxins, which can have a, you know, then they have to deal with them then and can experience negative side effects from that. But so the process of it though, these obesogens can make these cells inflammatory, more likely to store fat, and then more likely to actually recruit via cytokines more fat cell potential growth, which is crazy. They've been shown to modulate insulin and ghrelin, so our hunger and our satiety hormones. And and so the reason I'm saying this is that it just goes to show that there can be signaling on fat cells for whatever reason, you know, making some fat cells gaining more or holding on to more lipids and some might be more likely to release lipids. And so there's just a lot of things going into that, genetics, endocrine disruptors, that can definitely be a thing is my point. And so it's something where just in general, supporting a anti-inflammatory state, removing these endocrine disruptors, working on your hormones and your sleep and your lifestyle. I'm glad Cynthia brought up that there are mechanical interventions that you can do. And I'm I'm all about doing whatever you want to do, honestly. Some of those procedures can be invasive. So you really have to weigh cost benefit of that. But there are more invasive procedures where you can address literally just like remove the fat. So things like liposuction or laser liposuction, which is slightly less invasive, but still invasive. And then there are other things that people do like I've talked about cryoslim before, which is like they apply heat and cold to your fat cells, and that can actually, quote, target that area. There's cool sculpting, which freezes off the fat. That's been shown to be effective. It can have some side effects, though. You know, it can be a little bit painful, create some discoloration of the skin for some people. But yeah, it's hard to, outside of those more, I don't want to say drastic, because they're becoming more and more accessible at different centers and aesthetic places. Outside of that, it's really hard to specifically target fat cells. That said, something I would like to make in the future, and this actually relates to our next question, given the concept that we know that these fat cells have signaling mechanisms that make them more or less likely to store or gain weight, I actually do think that topical fat burners 
and I haven't found many that I like. That's why I want to make my own. <laughs> but I do think that it's not going to burn calories. You, you can't put something on your skin and burn calories. Like that is not is what is happening. But I can see how you could put on compounds that would, you know, act as a thermogenic sort of and making those fat cells more likely to burn fat. So that's why I, I, in the future, I want to make like a a fat cell unlocking cream where you would, I'm just brainstorming right now, but I really want to do this, where you would put it on those, those stubborn areas. And then you would do something like fasting and exercise. So then it might make it more likely that you, that those specific stores would release their free fatty acids that you could then burn. So it wouldn't actually burn the fat, but it might, you know, be like a little, like a key helping you unlock the door. So I'm just putting that out there. But in any case, so yes, it is a thing. Clearly it's a thing for Ashley. There are options and yeah, feel free listeners to write in if you have your own experiences of uneven fat loss. And if you found anything that has been helpful, definitely write in and let us know. Yeah, that was very comprehensive. I I think it really comes down to, we've all got quirky things about our bodies and, you know, some things we can learn to live with, or if it really bothers us, there's no judgment. I think it's, it's really up to the individual to create a plan or a system that will help them uh, address things they don't like. Obviously very bio-individual, there's no judgment irrespective of, of what people choose to do if there's something they'd like to change about themselves. Agreed. I'm glad we're on the same page about all of that. I was the same way when I was seeing patients in the hospital, in the office. I was always like, hey, you know, like I'm just an open-minded individual. As long as you're not hurting yourself, you know, everyone has to do what resonates and makes sense for them. Yes. There's so much, not to get on a soapbox, but there's so much judgment in today's culture. There's just so much judgment. Like if you just think about it for a second, especially with social media, Everybody has an opinion on everything. I mean, I guess right now I have an opinion on on everybody having an opinion on everything, but I, there's just this vibe of everybody needs to be a certain way. And if you feel a certain way in your body or want a certain thing that is or isn't right, and I don't know, it's just, it's really exhausting. And so I'm just about, you just do you, you know, like Cynthia just said, if you're not hurting anybody else, just do whatever you want. <laughs> I don't care. Well, it's, it, I'll, I'll just leave this here, but like, as an example, there's a woman, there's a trainer that I follow and she's been very open about her facelift. And it's actually been interesting, like from a clinical perspective to see like what she looks like each day. And I was surprised how many people were just so judgmental of her choice. And I just said, I hope you have an uneventful surgery and recovery and thank you for your transparency. But I think there's this duality that people want people to disclose, but then they want to criticize people for disclosing. So I I think that it it helps people understand why there's sometimes a reluctance to be fully transparent because there's always going to be someone who has an opinion that's going to be the opposite of the choice that you made, but we're all adults, right? I think that's, you know, human nature is such that w- we tend to be very apt to be critical of one another. And I always say I'm too busy to be <laughs> to be focusing on what other people are doing. I'm just trying to focus in on what I need to be doing. I could not agree more. I mean, it's just really interesting to think about, not to go on a whole esoteric soapbox tangent, but we don't really have a problem at all with women wearing makeup. And so the concept of makeup, like if we just think about literally what it is, you are changing the way your face looks 
to other people. That's like what you're doing. So I don't know how that's different than getting some sort of, you know, surgery on your face. People will say that, oh, well, you're actually changing your face. You're not just putting on makeup. Well, how is that different from dyeing your hair? Dyeing your hair is changing the actual, you know, composition of your hair. Like in the end, if you just really step back, it's changing something about your appearance. It's you controlling your appearance either because it makes you feel better when you look that way or how you look to other people. But I just all lump it in the same category. It's just interesting how there's so much judgment of some things and not others. I'm all about, let's just all be friends. Yes. Yes. Alrighty. Yeah. I was going to say, our next question is from Diane. Subject is thermogenics. Hey ladies, I'm 100% obsessed with your podcast. I believed in intermittent fasting before and attempted it for about a month, about a year ago, but then fell into the keto craze and just became unattracted to dieting altogether. You ladies have definitely restored my faith by convincing me that it isn't a diet. It is most definitely a lifestyle. I'm only one week in and super confident in my future as an IFR. Thank you. My question is simple. Does taking a thermogenic in a capsule form break the fast? I typically work out in the morning three to four times a week, and I like to take one 30 minutes before I start my workout. My window doesn't usually open until 3 to 4 p.m. I find that the thermogenic curbs my appetite even after working out until I'm ready to break my fast, which is great unless I've already broken my fast simply by taking the supplement. Any advice will help. Again, thank you so much. Y'all are awesome. Keep up the great work. Side note, I also like to drink water with powder BCAAs during my workout. I would still like some more insight on that as well. Thank you again. Awesome, Diane. Thank you for your question. Okay, so a few things. Well, we don't know what you're taking. We don't know what this thermogenic and a capsule is. So we can't say if the ingredients are not break your fast. So you'd really have to look at the breakdown of the ingredients and take it from there. I do think we can more broadly talk about just the concept of the thermogenics. And this kind of relates to what I was saying before. Thermogenics are another another thing where I I find it really interesting because historically it kind of relates to the fat burning cream idea. People will say weight loss pills these diet pills, which are often some form of thermogenics, don't work. Like there's like this black and white idea that like they don't work because, you know, a pill can't burn calories and it's seen as like a fad. I have a more nuanced perspective in that, and again, it's very similar to what I was saying about the fat burning cream. If you're taking a compound that increases your metabolism or you know, helps increase lipolysis, you're probably going to burn more fat if you're not compensating with eating. So basically like if you're combining a thermogenic with a diet approach or even with something like fasting, depending on what it is, and I'm not talking, I, again, there's so many on the market and so many of them have a lot of sketchy fillers and so many of them probably don't have what they say they have in them. I wouldn't touch most of them on the market, maybe any of them except my own. I don't have one right now, but if I have one in the future, my point is in theory, the concept scientifically, yes, they could help support weight loss, but I think a lot of them are sketchy and have problematic ingredients. And again, I wouldn't touch them as far as whether or not they break the fast, the concept of a thermogenic itself. And what is a thermogenic? So it could be something like caffeine's a thermogenic, something like 
well, back in the day, like ephedrine was like the thermogenic of thermogenics. There's a lot of just other compounds that have been shown to upregulate the metabolic rate and things like that. So that's what we're talking about here. She finds, for example, that it curbs her appetite. Again, I don't know which one you're taking, but like the active ingredient itself is probably not breaking the fast. You just have to look at the overall whole picture of it. Well, I can talk about BCAAs. Those will break a fast because those are amino acids, which are sending a very different signal to the body and are going to stop autophagy. They're just a very different signaling mechanism than a thermogenic. What are your thoughts, Cynthia, on thermogenics? Yeah, that was a very comprehensive answer. So Diane, I would say the the BCAAs are definitely going to break your fast. Protein is broken down into amino acids, so you would save that for your feeding window, not knowing what's in the thermogenic, I am not a fan of these. I saw a lot of patients that had palpitations, they had anxiety. If you're only getting one meal in the whole day, I, I get concerned that you're not eating enough food and that you could be in a chronic deprivation of macros and, and food on a couple different levels. The fact that you're taking something to suppress your appetite tells me you're not eating enough And so I would say we know things like black coffee, as an example, have some appetite suppressant mechanisms and can help with boost fat oxidation. Same thing with green tea. But I I would say thermogenics as a rule, I've never been a fan of those. I've just seen too many side effects. And from my perspective, you're trying to suppress your appetite, which tells me that you're probably not fueling your body the way that you need to. And we don't want to suppress our appetite. Like we can do that with fasting. You know, there's counter-regulatory hormones that can do that. But I I would save your money and, you know, maybe you break your fast around lunchtime and you have a meal then and you have another meal later in the afternoon and you're able to hit your protein macros and be able to support your body. But I'm concerned that you're under eating and I'm concerned that taking the thermogenic is not only breaking your fast, but has the potential to cause some unnecessary and unneeded side effects. Hi friends. I'm about to tell you how to get 10% off my new magnesium supplement. Magnesium is such a crucial mineral in the body. It's involved in over 600 enzymatic processes. Basically everything that you do requires magnesium, including creating energy from your food, turning it into ATP in the mitochondria, boosting your antioxidant system. Magnesium has been shown to help with the creation of glutathione, regulating your blood sugar levels, affecting nerve health, muscle recovery, muscle contractions, supporting cardiovascular health and blood pressure, aiding sleep and relaxation, and so much more. It's estimated that up to two-thirds of Americans do not get the daily recommended levels of magnesium. And on top of that, magnesium deficiencies can often be silent because only 1% of magnesium is actually in our bloodstream. So that might not be reflective of a true magnesium deficiency. Our modern soils are depleted of magnesium. We're not getting it in our diet. That's why it can be so crucial to supplement with magnesium daily. I wanted to make the best magnesium on the market, and that is what magnesium 8 is. It contains eight forms of magnesium in their most absorbable forms, so you can truly boost your magnesium levels. It comes with the cofactor methylated B6 to help with absorption, as well as chelated manganese, because magnesium can actually displace manganese in the body. My Avalon X supplements are free of all problematic fillers, including rice, which is very, very common in a lot of supplements, including some popular 
magnesium supplements on the market. It's tested multiple times for purity and potency and to be free of all common allergens, as well as free of heavy metals and mold. And it comes in a glass bottle to help prevent leaching of toxins into our bodies and the environment. Friends, I wanted to make the best magnesium on the market and that is what this magnesium is. You can get magnesium eight at avalonx.us and use the coupon code MelanieAvalon to get 10% off your order. That code will also work on all my supplements, including my first supplement that I made, serapeptase. You guys love serapeptase, a proteolytic enzyme created by the Japanese silkworm that breaks down problematic proteins in your body and can help allergies, inflammation, wound healing, clear up your skin, clear brain fog, even reduce cholesterol and amyloid plaque. All of this is at avalonx.us. That coupon code Melanie Avalon will also get you 10% off site-wide from my amazing partner, MD Logic Health. For that, just go to melanieavalon.com slash mdlogic. You can also get on my email list for all of the updates. That's at avalonx.us slash email list. And I'll put all this information in the show notes. All right, now back to the show. Okay. So our next question, I'm actually very excited for this question. I specifically wanted to include it in the last episode with Cynthia because I know she's all about the olive oils. So Amy wants to know, what should we look for in safe olive oils? The the sad thing is there was a recent study that came out that demonstrated most conventional, by that I mean stuff you can find in your grocery store and Costco is not actually olive oil. It's adulterated with seed oils and, you know, seed oil blends with olive oil, which we want to avoid that. So I have no affiliation with the company that I buy my olive oil from, but I'll tell you about that. But I will also say you're much better off buying organic olive oil. Like if you're going to buy from the grocery store, organic olive oil, you want to know that it's a company that has a good reputation you know, most sourced olive oil comes from Spain and Italy, just as an aside. So hopefully that they that's one of the places they're sourcing from. But I have been buying olive oil from the, honest to God, this is its name, Fresh Pressed Olive Oil Club. And so every month we get three different types of olive oil, one that's mild, kind of medium taste, and and then one that's a little stronger. And I think many of us kind of gravitate towards mild tasting oils, but what you're missing out on is that the pungency, and by that I mean if there's a lot of polyphenols, which are these plant-based compounds, in an oil, it's almost going to burn your. It feels like it's burning your tongue. It's not really burning your tongue. It's just there's a, it's it's a very intense kind of sensation. And so my most recent order, this is just completely ironic. My most recent order, they talk about like where the things are sourced from, what varieties of olives you get in each order. So as an example. Again, I have no affiliation with them. I don't get anything. I don't get a kickback of any kind. But the bold choice there, it was from three area, two areas in Spain. It had three different types of oils and the flavor profile was bold and they give you a depiction. And, and I'll just share that Ben Azadi is who introduced me to this company. And I, I just think that we should be thoughtful about where we're sourcing things from. I recognize not everyone may have it in their budget to be able to buy really high quality oil. So when you go to the grocery store, really looking for oils that are sourced from Spain and Italy, that's where most of the real olive oil comes from. And then organic extra virgin, because that's the first press out of the gate with the oil or with the olives. Those are two kind of good things. And then just know that when you go to the grocery store, most of what's there is adulterated. Same thing when you go to a restaurant 
here in the United States, there's not as much concern on about quality. And, you know, sometimes your hundred dollar steak is cooked in seed oils, which is a whole separate tangential conversation and rabbit hole. I won't go down. So those are things I generally recommend. Obviously there's lots of other options, but this is the company that I've been buying olive oil with. And for me, three bottles of olive oil will last us months. So, you know, I think they had an option where you could join for like a penny, meaning like you would get a bottle of olive oil for like a penny. It was something ridiculous, maybe a dollar just to try it out. And we actually really liked it. And now this is like one of my favorite things to gift to people. Melanie, what are your thoughts? Yes. Well, first of all, thank you. You gifted me some of the olive oil for Christmas, which is awesome. So thank you so much. A lot of great things that you said there. It was so interesting. I went down like an olive oil tangent. Like it's a whole thing. Like, so the different types that you see on the market. So there's typically like extra virgin, virgin, and then there's like light or pure, these different olive oils. So the extra virgin is the creme de la creme. So it's mechanically processed. So it's cold pressed, just basically taking that initial oil straight from the olive. The virgin is still good like that with that extraction process, just not not, not quite as good. There's actually different ratings of olive oils, but one of the main organizations basically qualifies these by the level of free fatty acids. So it has to do with how many of those are in the olive oil. So for example, like extra virgin has less than 0.8%. Virgin has up to 2%. And then the pure and light ones, those relate to what Cynthia was saying. Well, two parts. In general, the pure and light ones. So light, it's not because they're less calories or anything like that. And it's more about the marketing and that they often tend to be lighter in color, lighter in flavor, but they're often, well, they are refined. So it's probably extracted using chemicals or heat, which is not good, especially when we know how fragile these fatty acids can be and how they have the potential to turn inflammatory when they are you know, heat processed. So that's a major issue. They can also are often adulterated with other like Cynthia was saying, other oils like canola oil, you know, grapeseed oil, seed oils. So this is like a major, major issue. But again, it's a major issue, not just for the light oils. It happens with the virgin, the extra virgin. Like this is one of the largest areas for food fraud, which I had Robert Lustig on the show for his book, Metabolical. You interviewed him, right? As well? Yes. He was amazing. Love his book. Huge man. Yeah. I love him. And he has a lot in his book about food fraud, the olive oil industry, major issue with the fish industry, (laughs) like scar me for life. I was like, oh man, even if you're having fish at restaurants, oftentimes you're not having what you think you're having, which is a major problem. But yeah, so this is a major, major issue with olive oils. And like Cynthia was saying, yes, Spain and Italy are historically the go-to, but apparently now it's also becoming a big problem there as well, which is very concerning. I was doing a little bit of research into it. Apparently, the two countries where it's least likely to have food fraud are actually Australia and Chile, which I thought was really interesting because they actually have... So Australia actually has the most stringent standards and testing system for their olive oils, which is pretty interesting. But things you want to look for on the bottle... So, well, A... It sounds awesome to do something like Cynthia is doing, where basically you're putting your trust into that company to source you the good olive oil. So that takes away all of the, you know, you having to play detective. 
So I love that concept. I actually also got introduced recently to a company that's very similar. It's not the same company, but they send, I probably should have looked this up beforehand, similar concept where they send you the olive oils. Like It's like kind of like dry farm wines where you're like getting random olive oils to try, but they're all about the quality and everything. What was interesting about this company is I was connected through a friend and I kept asking to be directly connected to the company. And he was saying, well, they want to just send it to you because they don't want you to be biased and they want you to just try the olive oils. I was like, yes, but I need to like talk to them. So if I do like them, I can like share them with my listeners. So I will look up the company and put it in the show notes. But if you're just at the store looking, so some things to look for, you definitely want it in a dark bottle. Do not even think of getting olive oil that's not in a dark bottle. Olive oil oxidizes very easily. It goes bad. It can get rancid. So you want to protect it. And then when you do have it, you want to store it in a cool, dry place. So the best buy, so like the expiration date, doesn't even matter. Don't even look at that. That's not telling you anything. Also, if it has a bottled on date, also doesn't matter. Just throw that out because that can basically, that's just when it was put in the bottle. It doesn't talk about when the actual olives, like when the harvesting happened. So that's why you want to look for a harvest date. So that's the date you want to look for on the bottle. And then the more specifics on the bottle, the better. So if there's an estate name, a mill name, that's good. If it specifically says, you know, where it's coming from, if there's third-party certification seals, those can be really helpful. So in Europe, they have protected designation of origin. So the PDO, Italy has something called the DOP, or in California, the California Olive Oil Council has the COOC certified extra virgin seal. So that's really good to look for those standards beyond everything else. Just the actual taste and quality can be really important. So Cynthia was talking about how there's different, people will even do like olive oil tastings. Have you done, have you done those before? I did. There was this wonderful place in Northern Virginia that did them. And and I believe the mom was like from Italy and the dad was from South America, maybe Argentina. And so they had this family business and they would have olive oil tastings And it was really interesting to see like the high polyphenol content ones were really bitter. And they would always say like, don't be afraid of bitter. Like, unfortunately, our palates are so conditioned to sweet. And, you know, now that I really understand how important polyphenol rich compounds are to our health, I'm like, oh my gosh, like those opportunities to try different olive oils. And I would always gravitate towards the mild one. (laughs) But now, you know, bitter things like bitter tea, bitter vegetables. I mean, it sends important information to our bodies. But yes, I've been to olive oil tastings and I love doing them. I think it's such a great, a great opportunity to expand our palates. Yeah. I'm so glad you mentioned the oleocanthal because that's attributed to be one of the main benefits for why olive oil has so many benefits. It's very anti-inflammatory. It rivals NSAIDs in clinical studies for its anti-inflammatory potential. I remember the first time I I went through an olive oil phase where I was like using all the olive oil. And I remember I would get that burning feeling and I thought it was because I was allergic. And then I realized later it is from that plant compound that does have that those health benefits. So you actually do, for the health benefits at least, you do want that that burning feeling from the olive oil. And there's benefits with that increased bitterness and things like that. So yeah, olive oils. <laughs> Certainly a very comprehensive way of talking about olive oils. I know. Now I'm like craving some olive oil. 
So maybe rather than doing a last question, just to end things, since this is our last moments together on the show, what is in the future for Cynthia Thurlow? What should we be looking for? What are you excited about? Yeah, thank you for that question. I would say, you know, there's there's a degree of consistency. So obviously the book, Everyday Wellness, continuing to kind of evolve the supplement lines, speaking on stages. I'm in the midst of writing a second book. And so that is certainly exciting I think that a lot of this year is going to be foundational work that I'm building within my business to be able to continue to scale. Obviously, group programs will continue to be there, Holistic Blueprint and IF45, but you'll probably just see a lot of me traveling. <laughs> you know, it's like I, I try, I always say I work hard, I play hard. And so going on vacation is one of my favorite things to do and, and being able to connect with loved ones, you know, my loved ones, my kids are obviously, and my husband are very, very important to me being really deliberate with my time. I think that's the the biggest thing is the realization that if I spread myself too thin, then I can't be good at any one thing. So I'm trying to be super deliberate, blinders on. We're going to be running a beta test for a program that will be coming out in May. So for those of you that already follow me on social media or on my email list, just know that there's something coming out that's really cool that actually will be for men and women because we've had so many requests Wives and significant others want to be able to do programs with their significant others. And so we we endeavored to create a program that is going to be able to meet people at different needs. And I'm really excited because I, I feel like I'm putting things together in a way that is very thoughtful. And I, I think that, no, I don't think, I know that what I want to leave people with is that they feel educated, inspired, and empowered. And, you know, that's that's definitely one of the like missions of my business. So You'll definitely still see me on social media. I still remain an introvert, so I may not be on video all the time, but you'll definitely be hearing lots of podcasting. We've got some really incredible guests coming up that I'm excited about. Sometimes you get the incredible guests, like the unicorns, you get them when they write a book. So it's, I've been chasing after two or three people for at least uh, six to 12 months, and they're coming on in the next month, which is exciting. So lots of prep, but yeah, all good things. Definitely all good things. But yeah, lots of travel. That's also part of it. And that's the funny thing is people now will say to me, oh, you kind of inspire me to set time aside. And I'm like, it doesn't have to be like a grandiose trip. It could just be a trip an hour away, or you could just go away for a night. But for me, traveling is like one of my favorite things to do outside of working in my business. Well, yes, that is incredible. And if they want to specifically follow you, how can they get on your email list? Yeah, easiest thing to do is just go to my website. There's a little box where you can put your email in. So www.cynthiatherlow.com. You can also get information about upcoming launches. We have waiting lists for programs. And I always encourage people to get on the wait list because hint, oftentimes when the wait list opens, it's before the general public can sign up for classes. And so we always have financial incentives to sign up early. So yeah, we've had a lot of interest in IF45 and in Holistic Blueprint, which we just finished this past week. So yeah, definitely a good way to stay in touch. I always say that I I don't endeavor to over-email my list. I try to be very judicious, but yeah, it's exciting. I think that you can catch me on Instagram, Cynthia underscore Thurlow underscore. I wish everything was the same on every platform, but if you can imagine, there are a lot of Cynthia Thurlows out there, which kind of muddied the waters and trying to have consistency. I'm on Twitter before warned, I can be snarky. I'm on LinkedIn. I have a free Facebook group, Intermittent Fasting Lifestyle backslash my name. It's a free group. You just have to answer a couple questions, largely centering on the, around the fact that you know I'm not giving you medical advice. 
you'd be surprised how many people don't want to check that box and they don't get in and we have nothing to do with it. It's it, That's how the, the group is set up. And we have men and women in that group. It's a very nice, supportive community. We are anti-drama. We boot people out for that. But those are the ways to definitely stay in touch or, and also subscribe to Everyday Wellness. We're, we're getting close to 100,000 subscribers. And this is something I've been you know working towards very diligently. And thank you for all the support and listeners should know that it goes both ways with Melanie and I. I will continue to be a supporter of the podcast and of her and all of your endeavors as well as Vanessa's. Awesome. Well, thank you so much. It's been such a beautiful journey. I'm so excited to see where everything goes with you. It's just really exciting, everything that you're doing and really, really helpful and having a profound impact on the world, especially women. So thank you so, so much. We'll put links, listeners, to everything that we talked about and all of those resources and all of Cynthia's stuff in the show notes. Those will be at ifpodcast.com slash episode three. 14. And then you can follow us on Instagram, Melanie Avalon, Cynthia, Cynthia underscore Thurlow underscore, and I have podcast. And then again, lastly, if you would like to be entered into a giveaway to win over $500 worth of beauty counter, go to Apple Podcasts, write a review of the show, and or update your current review to say what you are excited about to experience with Vanessa Spina. So she will be here week after next. Okay. Well, this has been absolutely wonderful, Cynthia. Anything from you before we go? No. Thank you, my friend and listeners. Just know that I will be cheering everyone on from the sidelines. Awesome. Well, I will talk to you soon. Sounds good. Awesome. Bye. Thank you so much for listening to the Intermittent Fasting Podcast. Please remember, everything we discussed on this show does not constitute medical advice and no patient-doctor relationship is formed. If you enjoyed the show, please consider writing a review on iTunes. We couldn't do this without our amazing team. Administration by Sharon Merriman. Editing by Podcast Doctors. Show notes and artwork by Brianna Joyner. Transcripts by Speech Docs. And original theme composed by Leland Cox and recomposed by Steve Saunders. See you next week.